going everybody welcome to a special bonus bite-size episode 62 of stacy's pop culture parlor if you're listening to this that means the ringer app worked and i'm probably doing a victory dance around the living room as i speak well i'm not doing it as i speak because i don't know if it works yet but i I also don't know if i'll be doing that when you listen to it because i don't know when you're going to listen to it anyway so that that was a really rambling intro but who cares i'm really tired so joining me for this teeny tiny little snippet of a sexy parlour episode <laughs> is parlour regular and super lovely chap, lovely Lee Grice. Hello. 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 It's How very exciting. New technology and, and all sorts. I mean, if by exciting you mean straight up terrifying, then yeah, I absolutely agree. <laughs> no, to be fair, when I've used this before, it failed miserably, but I'm really hoping that it... W- well, it didn't fail miserably, like it wasn't its fault, and the Ringer support team were really helpful at getting me to recover my own audio, <laughs> yeah. which was great, which is how episode 61 actually ended up happening, because I didn't think it was going to for a while. <laughs> but I really hope this works without me having to do that every time, because I like this system quite a lot once you've explained it to the people that you're inviting to talk on it it's really helpful and the call quality is like so much better than skype so not having to use that ever again would be like a massive bonus but it would be a bit revolutionary wouldn't it wouldn't it though um so yeah fingers crossed everybody's hearing this if not i'm really sorry lee that you wasted your time <laughs> talking to me it's it's it, look it's never a waste of time talking to you i'm just worried this will even if it works it'll be a dreadful waste of time because i'm completely <laughs> unprepared for this i should probably preface this by telling the listener that i asked lee to do this about two hours ago yeah three hours ago hadn't prepped anything myself didn't really give lee any time to prep anything (laughs) himself and also i'm really really tired because i've just got back from a 36 hour live podcasting event in southampton now I should probably say I wasn't there for the whole 36 hours because I'm not a crazy person and that would be hard. But I was there for quite a lot of it and I didn't get much sleep because premiering beds are terrible. Other hotels are available, probably with better beds. I had a bit of a rant about hotel beds because I found that they either seem to be made of concrete or like so squashy that you lie down on them and you just become ensconced in there and you can't actually get out. Um, <laughs> And that was the problem I had with the Premier in bed. I just sank into it and I didn't I didn't feel supported in any real fashion. Yeah. So that was great. But yeah, the podcast went really well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so having got through the important stuff about the quality of the bed, the hotel bed yeah. that you're in, so how did the podcast go? What was it for? Well, basically, uh, a chap called Al, who does a podcast called Dead Piet Society, I did ask him the reason for the name of that podcast and he did tell me, but we were both tired, so I don't think it made sense to either of us. <laughs> decided he's only been podcasting for like 18 months and just decided for a laugh to do like a marathon charity event yeah but instead of doing a me and thinking oh i'll do that but i'll make it 24 hours and i'll do it from my kitchen so that i don't have to worry about other people he decided to do it live from a hotel and invite people to come and watch and then invite a bunch of other podcasters to come and talk on it and it's it kind of it full on, isn't it? that's that's not fucking around 
I mean, yeah, um, it was it was it was pretty insane. I would literally never have organised it that way, but not mm. because it failed miserably, but just because I'm a massive wuss. Yeah, um, <laughs> it went really, I'd really well. I'd, be, I'd end up sat there on my own in a room in a hotel. <laughs> well, I've got to say, there were a few times when the only people in the room were the people podcasting. Mm. But at like six in the morning on Mother's Day, you can't really expect a lot of people to be. <laughs> fannying around in a hotel with you yeah. i mean and also we you know at that point i wasn't really bringing my a game because it was six in the morning <laughs> <laughs> i just i just can imagine the, the audience you'd have at like four in the morning that like the hotel insomniacs in the pajamas oh. well i tell you what there was an absolute brilliant bit where um bless him al was there for like the whole 36 hours and he just invited other podcasters in randomly throughout the two days mm. and at one point i think it was about half three on the Sunday morning, he was on his own because the rest of us had like, I kind of feel really bad. I feel like we let him down a bit and just mm. left him to it and went to bed, <laughs> which is really harsh considering he was awake, like he had to be awake for 36 hours yeah. and talking and making some sort of sense. But um, luckily there was like a, some sort, I think it was a wedding reception or something going on in the hotel. And um, one of the ladies who worked there told a group of people downstairs about the podcast going on. So they came up and the singer who'd been there for the wedding did a live, is it a cappella when you haven't got music? Yeah. I forget. Yeah, yeah version of um, Bump and Grind by R. Kelly. Oh. And I tell you what, the Periscope video of that is great because I've never seen anyone look more awkward being serenaded in my entire life than Al having bump and grind sung in by like an adorable white man. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It is so good. But yes, yeah, so he did it for comic relief and we ended up, I say we, like I had any real actual part in it. It was all Al. Raised £1,090 by the time... We stopped recording at 36 hours and 10 minutes in. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's yeah. a hell of a that's, a... that's a nice chunk of cash, isn't it? Yeah, it was lovely. And it was so great that it happened while we were on air as well because we all just had a meltdown and had to put some music on because we, like, we were like, ah, it's amazing! It just went bananas. But it was it was a really good weekend because I, I went along for most of the Saturday morning then I had a, an hour and 45 minute slot at two o'clock, which um, at some point will become available to me to put on the parlor feed so you'll get mm -hmm. to hear it. Oh. Then I ended up being a part of the Two Grown Men podcast straight afterwards where we, we did a performance of an audio drama that James had written that none of us had read before we started, which <laughs> which was great. So much fun. Yeah. Um, I think your voice acting abilities there as well. I know. I was giving it some reet welly. Um, I mean, I fluffed up my first line, but after that, I was fine. Hell, you know. I hear Mark Hamill always fluffs his first line whenever he Yeah, I bet he does. I bet he does. You know. Um, then we then we had the Dredgeland podcast, which was one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced in my life. Mm -hmm. um, it was like skit comedy stuff mm -hmm. but it was like really rapid fire so you didn't really have time to laugh at all the jokes i'm quite keen to hear that one back so i can laugh at the bits that i missed because i was laughing too hard at the other bits um, but i ended up as part of that as well as part of their quiz yeah <laughs> uh, i also ended up on the geeky brummy show <laughs> you were just loitering and just hoisting yourself well, I mean, the thing was, is that I've got a couple of friends in Southampton, but they've got, like, uh, families and dogs, so I couldn't spend too much time with them yeah. uh, when they were at home and stuff because of the scary dogs. Yeah. So there was a lot of time when I was just knocking around, just in the room, watching what was going on, and then ended up getting roped into stuff. But I don't mind, because you know how much I love talking. Yeah, um, yeah. 
I, I, yeah. I was going to use the phrase podcast whore, or I didn't think whether that was appropriate or not. Well, before the watershed on the actual superpod, I referred to myself as a podcast tart. So <laughs> I did, you're not wrong, is what I'm saying. Tart, um, yeah, but tart's a little bit more uh, delicate and a little more tasteful. Than, than, mm. I don't usually use the word whore, but that's the one that sprung to mind. No, you're absolutely not wrong. <laughs> I, I made the mistake on the Saturday because um, I went. I actually went back to my hotel at about. I had dinner with Mike and Jesse, and then I went back to my hotel at about half nine, and I stayed up till half. Well, almost twelve, listening to the show on my phone in the hotel room. Yeah. Um, and I thought, oh, I'll go to sleep and I'll get up at like half four and go back for like the the early morning beers. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I actually ended up doing was completely forgetting that the clocks went forward by an hour. Yeah. So I went to bed at nearly midnight and got off. Well, my alarm went off at half four. It took me like an hour to peel myself out of the bed because I was like, why did I forget that we lost an hour? Yeah. I've had so little sleep. But I still, <laughs> I crawled over there in the dark, got back to the hotel. So I was there for four hours for the morning show. <laughs> I tell you what, Al's going to be sick of the sound of my voice by the time he finishes editing these bad boys. Um, what was I back on again later as well? I went for an explore uh, of Southampton, which is a weird city. I don't know what I feel about it because it's so odd. Yeah. There was like half a castle just in the middle of the high street, and I didn't know what to do with that. I was like, uh, what am I even looking at? But I did have a really nice pizza that had broccoli and sausage on it. Okay. I don't, I don't know if you need to know about my day in this level of detail, but I'm really <laughs> tired, so I'm rambling. Well, I didn't, um, didn't want to, you know, bring it up. But it's, yeah, it's your podcast. You can do what you like with it if that's what you want to talk about. If you want to talk about your pizza toppings, I think you should uh, be, be free to do that. I think I should too. Um, <laughs> but after dinner, I went back to the, the hotel for the podcast again and I was on uh, from 7 o'clock until it finished at like quarter to 11. <laughs> so, okay, so how many hours did you personally do then? <laughs> I reckon a good 12. <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> I think part of it was a, a sort of solidarity with Al because I understand what it's like to be that tired yeah. and try and talk sensibly and, and run things. Yeah. Um, but I have to take my hat off to him because there's literally no way I could have done a 36-hour one. Yeah. Yeah, you've done 24 and that. that I mean, I, I could barely... It was hard for me to just get up and record with you at like two o'clock in the morning. And I'd been, you know, I had a nap and, and stuff like that. So literally just being able to think at two o'clock in the morning for an hour or wherever it was, was a struggle for me. So how I wouldn't even consider doing a 24 hour thing. I just think no, no chance. Unless you'd literally be, I'd be allowed to sleep for about eight hours and just snore, you know, and some kind of nocturnal podcast, the snore cast. Where it's yeah, some kind of I'd have to pass it up some kind of performance art of just somebody snoring for 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 eight hours. Or just get a load of other shows to Skype in so that you can just sleep. <laughs> I what I do is I just get on the on, on the phone to you and just go just fill in. Can you just talk for eight hours while I just go get some kip because I'm an old man and I, I need my rest. Yeah. <sighs> or I'd get I get you and uh, Jenny Ilblad on there and just go. Oh, that do go. And then at some point, I'd wake up and come back, and you'd still be going. I'd go, yeah, yeah, okay, you can stop now. And, <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, well, we've only just started. But, yeah, so, so hats off to you for, for your, 20, your 224 and hats off for the 36 hours. That's It's mental, man. isn't it? Yeah. And he must have gone – he must have been seeing, like, visions and hallucinations by, by our I've literally never seen a more tired person. Yeah. Like – 
he looked like he was crying constantly, even though no tears were coming out, mm. because his eyes were just that, like, mangled. <laughs> so, every time I looked at him, I just wanted to grab a pillow and, like, lean his head on it and just be like, there, there, like, there. I told just... you what you were going to say. I'd grab a pillow and put him out of his misery. Just put it over his face <laughs> and just hold it there until he stopped kicking. Just... I don't know. I was I was sat between him and his missus for the last like five hours, so that probably wouldn't have been a good idea. But um, <laughs> but it was a really it was a really good weekend because I, I got to hear of some podcasts I'd never heard of before. Yeah, and some of them were really good. Mm. And had a right laugh got to see nick and james i got to meet james who i've never met before even though he's been on the show and i've fighted a bit online with him for ages yeah. so yeah it was a really good it was a really good weekend but i've sunburnt my face and i'm knackered so <laughs> yeah, yeah but it doesn't take much to sunburn you though does it no honestly i spent maybe two hours in a park with nick and his kids yeah that was it and i've sunburnt my face <laughs> of course i have so uh yeah so that was my weekend um before i come off that topic and before i forget <laughs> uh, you can still donate to their page if you want to put some money into the red nose day fund if you couldn't on the day or whatever so if you go to superpod.co.uk and click the big old donate button you can plop some dollars in there that'd be nice i don't know how long the page is going to be open so you know do it fairly quickly mm-hmm. um <laughs> we had a right panic you know because the saturday was the day that had like more stuff going on on it Mm. and more people were like actually there in the room so there was like a higher energy level so we thought that would be the day where we'd rinse everyone for cash Mm. but at like three in the morning on the sunday he'd only got 270 quid i think and we were like readjusting our (laughs) our uh our things were thinking like 500 if we hit 500 that'd be good so to get to i say like 1090 at the end was just yeah bonkers that was a huge huge spike i think what it might have been was a lot of people don't get paid uh until like the 25th of the month and stuff yeah yeah so i don't know whether a lot of people just didn't donate until they'd checked they'd been paid or something i don't know but or perhaps perhaps people were just like hanging around on sundays listening to more of the show because they're you know people would get busy on saturday yeah yeah it could yeah Possibly the people were just doing stuff on the Saturday, yeah. and then yeah. and then the Sunday is when people just kind of went back online or back on Twitter or whatever, and kind of just heard about it. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I think it was a really good event, and I think um, he's already talking about doing it again. The absolute crazy person. <laughs> um, See, it's addictive. It's 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 like people who like to jump out of airplanes. <laughs> it's just like you're a fucking idiot. Don't do it. And they go, I did it, I did it, and now I want to do it again. And then. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know if it was just the delirium talking. I think you forget the pain. It's like the second one. Yeah, you forget the pain, and a little while later you go, "Oh yeah, I should do it again. That was fun." And you forget that it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I mean, I suppose the first one you always kind of want to do. Like I wanted to do the second twenty-four hour parlor because of all the lessons that I learnt from the first yeah. one. Yeah. I wanted to be like, I could do this again, and I could do it better. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that's uh, what I should have done, though, is I should have been less of a plonk and I should have given those lessons to Al. Because <laughs> one of the things I'd neglected to tell him beforehand was it's a really good idea to get someone to man your social media accounts. Yeah. Or even a couple of someone's, like, in shifts throughout the day. Yeah. Because it, like, bless him, he was trying to, like, respond to tweets mm. and emails and Facebook messages and messages on Skype and messages in the Mixler app. And I was... and. No, you can't do no, that and talk no. to people. It's impossible. But, you know, that's me learning about imparting knowledge on other people and Al learning things about how to do <laughs> And it's, it's, it's you taking the, the high route and just going, no, you need to learn it for yourself. I could, yeah. I, could tell, I could give you advice. 
or I think you'd learn better by struggling through trying to answer tweets all for 36 hours by yourself, really. The best way you're going to learn is to have a horrible time about it. Yeah, Really suffer and not remember to take your mic off when you go for a poo and that kind of thing. See, he was way more professional than me because he had faders and everything. So, like, when he was playing little jingles and stuff, he'd fade down the mic so we could swear. (laughs) Um, (laughs) On that note... Uh, that's probably enough of me rambling about that for uh, for a podcast that was supposed to be a short, eh? <laughs> All right, so the thing I want to talk about that obviously I've been burning to talk about in the, in the two hours notice you gave me for this was, um, <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about Iron Fish, but you've covered that. So instead, I'll talk about Kong Skull Island, which, okay. I, which I went to see a couple of weeks ago when it came out, which, spoiler alert, I thought was fucking brilliant. I really, really enjoyed it. It's one of those films because I know, I know beforehand there was a bit of a buzz about it being being wank. I think people have just decided there seems to be a, like a real like critics seem to decide now before the film comes out whether they're going to like it or not. Mm. And I think the the Godzilla movie that it ties in with under underperformed a little bit, I think, or, or critically wasn't as well received as I thought. Uh, which is fair dues because it's it's not a perfect film, but I really liked it. And I think they were getting a lot of knock for just. Come doing like on like the shared universe thing because obviously because the Marvel movies are so big now everybody wants a shared universe uh, and I think they were getting a lot of knocks for that but I think I figured well screw it I enjoy them so why not you know so I, I went along you know having seen the trailers and stuff thinking I'm going to enjoy this and I, I rewatched the Godzilla movie uh, before I went to see it and 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 just and just it just blew me away it was one of those films where you sit down and about half an hour in you think has this movie been made for me specifically have they been <laughs> sneaking into my like twitter feed and just fallen in love with me in some weird twisted romantic way and he decided to make a movie just for me because it is you ju- I just found myself grinning like an idiot through the whole thing and you know when you're watching a film and you sort of you're so into it and you think wouldn't it be cool if they did this and uh, you know wouldn't it be great if 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 this happened and then they do it and you think oh my god they actually did that thing and it was awesome like in a non-spoilery way there's a scene where Kong attacks a bunch of helicopters right he attacks this one helicopter and the, the camera's inside the helicopter and it's you get the point of view of, of the, the helicopter being chucked around from inside. So the, 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 the soldiers inside the helicopter are sort of bouncing up and down and flipping around. And it, it, you just see them, you know, just spinning around. And it's like, it's one of those open-sided, like, Hueys. So you can sort of see the background through the door. And it's like, you know, you can see their eyes are sort of spinning around. And you're just thinking, oh, wouldn't it be great if we saw Kong's face through there? And then a guy falls and drops into Kong's mouth. And then they did it. And you're like, oh, my God, they actually fucking did it. They've, it's some kind of weird technology where they're reading my mind as I watch this film and changing the film to, to my brainwaves. So, yeah, it was it was terrific. Like, the, the first... Do you, I mean, do you want to know the plot? I mean, is it worth giving giving you the plot? Isn't it just kind of... Kong. Yeah, it's, it's basically, Kong. yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's, and it's set, it's set before the Godzilla film. It's set in 19, the early 1970s. It's like post Vietnam. And it's about a bunch of, basically, yeah, you, this corporation, Monarch, I think it is, the Monarch Corporation, who were in the Godzilla movie. They're investigating this island that's, that's just appeared because satellites, satellite mapping had just come in and they found 
this mysterious island that they didn't know about. And for reasons, 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 they want to go and investigate it before the Ruskies find out about it. So this corporation gets government permission or, or whatever, and they go along with a big platoon of soldiers and a bunch of helicopters to investigate this the island. And when they get there, they find out, oops, there's a bunch of fucking monsters and a giant gorilla living there. Basically, it's about them surviving for some like 24 hours before their pickup arrives to get them off the island so they can get the fuck out of Dodge. So it's a very simple plot. It's your, it's your, it's your typical monster mash. It's, it's, you know, Predator or something like that. You know, it's your standard thing. But it's done really, really, really well. So the, the, the first attack, big, there's a first big action sequence is a big attack by Kong on the helicopters as they arrive. And after that scene, when that scene finished, it goes on for, I don't know, about five minutes or whatever it is. I literally wanted to stand up and applaud because it's one of those where you just think, they just, that was so fucking awesome. If it was, if I was watching it on DVD, it's one of those situations where you'd stop it and rewind and watch it again because you just think that was just majestic. That was just fantastic. And it's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's like an Oscar worthy movie, but it's, it's pure pulp. Pure adventure and just pure entertainment. Really enjoyed the shit out of it. As you know, a film about a giant monkey should be. To be honest, this is very true. You know, you've sold me on it a bit because I I wasn't keen on seeing it at all because I think the trailers made it look kind of generic. Yeah. Um, but I don't know whether that was from them not trying to give too much away. Yeah. But it just seemed to be like Tom Hiddleston running around being fancy. Yeah. While uh, John C. Riley's a little bit funny, isn't he? Way. Yeah. And then, oh, look, a big old monkey. I've been informed, though, that there are big giant spiders in it. There's, so there can't, that might be I can't a sticking point. There's actual spiders. There's, yeah, there is. There is a big giant spider in it. On a scare level, are we talking like she lob scary or like. Well, I'm not very scared of spiders, so I can't. I can give you the film, how scary the film is itself, in that if. Because I know there's people on about whether they could take their kids to it or not. Right. I say it's on, on a scare thrill level. It's about the same as Jurassic World. If your kids can take Jurassic World, they can take it. It's not particularly okay. gory. Or whereas, whereas I think the, like the Peter Jackson con, I'd be worried about taking kids to see that because the kind of the Skull Island sequence with the, mm. with the actual the, the tribesmen the, is really fucking scary. I thought beyond your normal monster movie thing yeah and it gets quite proper scary where this just feels like adventure film scary you know as for like arachnophobe level i can't really judge that i'd say you'd probably be okay because it's so it's not like a real spider it's it's yeah it's kind of like yeah if if shalob freaked you out then it's it's bigger than shalob but it's it's less personal if that makes sense <laughs> no it does because it wasn't the size of Shelob that freaked me out it was the fact that it just looked like a giant version of an actual spider yeah like the same with um aragog in harry potter because mm. like in the movie arachnophobia it's not the big one at the end that upsets me because that looks so animatronic and yeah. shit it's the little one the little real ones that are like hello i'm yeah. just in your slipper don't mind me yeah, yeah. I'm like fuck off mate don't make <laughs> me scared I, of slippers and all i'm I, scared of everything is already yeah, I, I think you might be okay with this because you don't really get the way it's shot. And I suppose this could be slightly spoiler. Is they're in like a bamboo forest mm. with all these big, tall bamboo trunks. Is that the word? Or, and and then and it suddenly turns out that some of these big bamboo trees are legs 
back of this spider. So the only time you see the spider really is them looking up at the underside of this spider. Okay. So it's almost so it's not like it's crawling over people or or stuff like that. It's basically like being attacked by a giant spider shaped or shelter. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. So yeah, it's not particularly. It's it's a big. I mean, it's a cool sequence, but it's kind of you're not going to be worried about meeting it or finding it in your bed. Uh, okay. I don't think that's uh, good. It's it's very much a monster first and a spider second, if that makes well, sense. Yeah, no, I think that should be fine now because mm. I know Rich really wants to go and see it, but I've been sort of putting it off. Yeah. favouring other films over it because I'm like, oh, hey, doesn't this film look a lot more non-spidery? <laughs> Less spidery. Uh, <laughs> but I, I am intrigued to see it, even though I haven't, I don't think I've seen a Kong movie that I've actually enjoyed. Mm. But I love John C. Riley like he's, a lot. He's really good in it, and I was kind of worried because I've got a big thing against comic relief characters where yeah. they're just shoved in there. I don't necessarily need comic relief. I'm not that scared that I need to laugh about yeah. stuff, you know. I, I like laughing, don't get me wrong. If there's a laugh to be had, I will have a laugh. But I, I just don't like, and in fact it annoys me when they shove in gratuitous comic relief just for the sake of it. But he's really good in it, and he and he works as a character in himself. He's got, you know, I don't want to get all ponty about it, but he's got an arc to him as well. So he's okay. not just, yeah, he says some stupid stuff. And, and you can see the stuff in the um, in the trailer that's very kind of Marvel movie humour. So it's, it's mm. you know, self-deprecating and self-deprecating of, of the movie itself as well. Like, there's, there's the bit in the, the gag in the trailers where the, he, he names the, the, the monsters on the island as skull crawlers. And then he kind of buys that back by going, that's, now I've said it out loud, that's kind of a dumb name. You can make your own name up, just forget about it. And they go, no, 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 it's a good name, it's a great name. So it's kind of like a dumb joke, and it's and it's kind of like a self-deprecating joke that gets that could wear a bit and does sometimes wear a bit on, in other films if they're doing it to be work. But no, it works really well, and he's genuinely funny. He's genuinely a genuinely likeable character, and he has a nice arc to him that works He's not just thrown in there as as, as some goof. Yeah. He's, the only other comparison I could think really to a to a comic relief character that I liked that I thought really worked was in Deep Rising. There's the character of Joey, who's the comic relief character in in, in Deep Rising, who I thought worked really well as a character. And he's not he, he's 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 an irritating character, but he's not too irritating for the audience. Where you just go, oh, just fucking die. You know, just some just came yeah. off. You just think, you know, you laugh at them and you laugh with them and you kind of enjoy the character and and, and the character's the same in 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 Skull Island. You know, you, he's got he's got an arc to him and you do enjoy his storyline. But it, what was interesting actually is is well, one thing I noticed afterwards is talking about that it, it does feel very Marvel in that most of the cast seems to be made up from Marvel movie characters. <laughs> you've oh, got really? you've got Loki in there, mm-hmm. you've got Nick Fury's in there. Captain Marvel. Yeah, you've got yeah, the Brie Larson's in there who's coming up as Captain Marvel. You've got if you remember the the first season of uh, Agent Carter, her boss in that, the head of Proto Shield or whatever it was called at the time. Oh yeah, he's in it. Who's and he's really good as well. And and there was a couple of others as well. I'm thinking, God, is everybody had just gone from the, the Marvel movie casting? The thing is, there's so many Marvel movies now that I think everybody in Hollywood is in them. 
Like I don't, I don't think anyone in Hollywood has not been in a Marvel. Yeah, movie. I think. Yeah, I think the people who haven't been cast yet are sort of getting on the phone to their agents, going, "Is, is something I said? Is there, is there a yeah. problem? What am I doing wrong? Why, why have I not been in a Marvel movie yet?" But yeah, it's really good fun. And one of one of the nice things for me, is, I mean, I'm a big Kong fan anyway. Whereas you said you, you've never really enjoyed Kong movies, I don't think I've seen a Kong movie that I haven't enjoyed on some level. I mean, I rewatched the original 1930s one, and I rewatched the, the 70s version after seeing Skull Island because I, I wanted that. I went to go and see it again, but I couldn't afford to go and see it again. So I think I'm going to need this point. So I watched a couple of the old movies. And yeah, and there's always something to enjoy about them. Like the 70s one is the hardest one to sit through now in that it's it's not modern enough, by, you know, and it loves change a bit of stuff, but I can kind of enjoy it on a guilty pleasure level. Yeah. Um, and there's some genuine wit and stuff in there. But um, but yeah, and I do like monster movies and giant monster movies and that kind of stuff. It was kind of made for me. Oh, and, and public information service. There is a bonus scene after the credits, oh. uh, which I didn't know about going in. And I was signing there with my company. Is there, a, is there a bonus scene? Are we are we just getting too used to bonus scenes now? <laughs> in that we just expect them, even in films that aren't Marvel movies. I mean, I remember some people criticising, I think it was, was it? Was it? Of all the things to criticise Batman versus Superman, over, I think I remember somebody criticising for not having a bonus scene at the end. And I just thought, yeah, I think you're just getting a bit spoiled now for bonus scenes. And it does just kind of tie in. But anyway, yeah, so one of the nice things for me was, talking about giant, about monster movies, I went to see The Great War when it came out a few weeks back or a couple of months back and really enjoyed that one, although they got a bit of a hammering from the critic. And I was really, one of the, the best thing about that, or one of the best things in that was that the main actress in it, He's a Chinese actress who I don't know if I can pronounce her name, Jing Tian or something like that, or Jing Tan. She was brilliant in The Great War, and she was in uh, Skull Island as well, which I didn't know going in. And then I found out since that she's also going to be in Pacific Rim 2. So I'm like, I think I might have to marry her. She's like queen of the, of the monster movies at the minute. This is fantastic. So, yeah, she doesn't have a major role in Skull Island, which kind of disappointed me, but it does seem to suggest that she'll be in any sequel. She'll have a bigger role in sequel. So... Oh, hold on. That was my door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm running off. myself a new messenger bag because mine the strap almost fell off mine over the weekend okay well no that was good because i was waffling so that was a good interruption <laughs> because it'd be a good break to actually call it quits since i've waffled on you know fair dues you know 10 minutes since you know we were supposed to finish since we were supposed to wrap. that's all right rich takes me to say his bus drove past him so he's had to get a different one <laughs> um so we're all right for probably about another five or ten minutes. So I'll have to save Flash for another time, but that's probably fine because I'm probably going to get quite negative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, if you if you need somebody else, I mean, you might want to get somebody on who liked it, so you got a bit of I don't, a bit of balance. I don't know anyone that liked <laughs> it. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I mean, especially if you're talking about the musical episode. I yeah, was I was going to talk about was, that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, to go into it briefly, mm. the the biggest problem I had with it is that. I think I said beforehand that I have a problem with musicals if they don't have a good reason for being musical. Yeah. Like, a musical on its own. Like, if I go and see The Book of Mormon and it's a, like, play and it's a musical, I'm fine. Mm. But if a TV show that's not normally a musical 
just becomes a musical. It has to have like a really good payoff yeah. for me to not get cross at it for just doing it for shits and giggles. Yeah. And this had a terrible payoff. Yeah. And we'd had a terrible like, setup as well. Let's let's not shortchange it. It was well, yeah, you know, true. I I I I'm not a big fan of musicals anyway, but I'm trying to educate myself on musicals. And obviously I enjoyed, you know, the, obviously the Buffy musical, I enjoyed that which surprised me back in the day. I enjoyed the Xena musical. I, I think if you're going to do like a musical episode, and if you're going to tout it as, hey, we're doing a musical episode, you have to put the work in. You have to put songs in. Yeah, you have, to, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you have to write your own songs. If you're just going to do a karaoke thing, fuck off. I don't, you know, if you're just going to sing established songs, don't even bother. You know, you may as well just do the old 70s trope of having a, have your story about a country and western singer or a disco singer and just have a bunch of songs in the episode you know? yeah. if you're going to do a musical write songs that are about the characters that's what musicals are about is they sing their feelings and mm. their inner thoughts and that kind of stuff the songs have to be and, um, if you just bear with me two seconds right i'm just going to google the lyrics to one of the actual original songs in there okay because the problem <laughs> we've started talking about it now, so we might as well review it. One of the biggest issues I had with it was that it didn't have enough songs for a start. Yeah. But that the songs, uh, some of the songs that were in there, there was like I think "Put a Little Love in Your Heart" was in there yeah. and "Moon River." Yeah. I can't remember what the other. There was there was song... one from I know because here's the thing, they were talking about like all of a sudden everybody's a fan of musicals in the episode, right? Yeah. And Supergirl was on about oh she was a big fan of the Wizard of Oz. And Barry was on about he was a big fan of West Side Story. And I thought, oh, clearly then their fantasy is going to be a cross of West Side Story and The Wizard of Oz. And it wasn't. In fact, those two didn't feature in their joint fantasy at all, really. And they ended up yeah. singing a song from another musical altogether that I can't think, oh, I can't think what it was. Guys and Dolls, was it? Or something like that? I don't know. I didn't recognise the other one. Um, I can't find the lyrics, but there was one lyric in one of the... There was, like, was it two or three original I think songs? there was two. There was the, the, the Super Friends one oh, that was dire. Get out of my face. Terrible. <laughs> it, was, it was just literally squirmingly bad. I'm your super friend. Because <laughs> I've got superpowers. Oh. Tappity, tap, tap, tappity. I mean, one of the things that really bothered me about it as well was that Melissa Benoist and Grant Gustin have actually got really good voices. Yeah. But I don't know if it was them being bad at lip syncing, because I've never watched Glee, mm. or whether it was the bad editing or a combo of the two. Mm. But half the time it didn't look like they were singing what they were supposed yeah, to be singing. Yeah. And that drove me nuts. I think, yeah. Because it's like, it's like when you watch something and the speech is slightly out and it yeah. drives you insane. Yeah. It was like that. I was like, oh, no. <sighs> but um, yeah. it, was, it was one of the original songs and it was one of the lines that John Barrowman sung. Mm. I will not have a bad word said about him or his voice, so shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, now, what, you know, you're cutting me off in my prime. I loved him so much. But one of his lyrics in one of the original songs was so completely incongruous to what was happening. I wish I could remember it now. But if I can find the lyrics, I'll post them on Twitter or something. Because I almost died laughing at it. Rich was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, they're singing this big dramatic song. And he's talking about like licorice or some shit. Oh, no, that's, like, that's the one from Guys and Dolls. Oh, is it? That's, oh, yeah, that makes it even worse. Why would you pick you. that song? Yeah, that's a show. Why would you... That's a, yeah, the, the licorice thing and the, the yeah, that's I'm sure that's a song from Guys and Dolls or another musical. 
that's the one I was complaining about. Well, when she's into Wizard of Oz and he's into West Side Story, are they singing a song from 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 Guys and Dolls or whichever? See, no, that makes even less sense because it's even less relevant yeah. then to what like you could pick so many songs that'd be relevant to what was happening yeah. anyway. So <laughs> the reason that the payoff was so terrible. Yeah. Now. I'm about to say something that's a complete spoiler, but basically they both get shot and then Cisco vibes Monel and uh, Iris. Iris. Oh God, that was really bad. Into their shared hallucination musical mm. thing. I don't know how. Blah blah. Comic book science. Um, <laughs> no, no, that doesn't forgive it, right? No, that because just... if he could vibe in, why couldn't he vibe in and just get them? Yeah, it doesn't, um, it doesn't make before sense. Before they got shot. Yeah, how can you uh, vibe into somebody's imagination? It doesn't. It doesn't make even comic book sense at all. No, but if you could, why wouldn't you try? Well, wouldn't that be the first thing you yeah. try? Like, oh, I'll see if I can vibe in there and get them. Yeah. Ugh. And basically, love saves the day. They they both die, and Iris is like, oh, I wish we hadn't broken up for no reason yeah. at the end of the previous episode, even though it was you that broke up with me. And, uh, and it didn't make any sense. And Monel was basically doing the same. Yeah. And they did that really weird thing where they both kissed a corpse. Um, and then yeah. I hate that it's a movie thing that happens all the time like a character dies and someone full on like kisses yeah. him on the lips and I'm like that, I'm glad that's not just me that's it's freaked yeah. out of that it's like don't it's they've died don't do that yeah but then we wake up back in the real world mm. and music meister's like oh did you did you learn a lovely lesson about how life is short and you should be in love okay see ya bye and I was like nope I'm not having that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so all the way through, I think I was texting you, going, "What's his, what's going on? What, why is he doing this? What's his motive? Yeah, yeah. What's, what's, what's he achieving from this?" And then it turns out, "Oh, I just want to get you crazy kids back together." Like, and, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what really bothered me, what really, really bothered me about that is that <sighs> everything. Um... <laughs> I just think, right, I just if it, if that's his thing, right? Because there's the there's the whole big plot in the Flash about Iris is going to die. Right? Yeah. So why isn't the music master fixing that fucking thing rather than just fixing their love life? I asked um, Barry Nugent of Geek Syndicate. We were having a uh, spoilerific rant about The Flash on Facebook Messenger because mm. <laughs> we, we have to be so careful on the internet of spoiling things for other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were chatting and I said, what I don't understand about that whole situation is why has nobody suggested Iris go on a holiday? Mm. Because they know when it's going to happen. Yeah. If they didn't know when, then fair play. But they know that in X amount of days or whatever the fuck it yeah. is, I've stopped caring that at this exact point in this exact city on these exact stairs mm. that's the other thing is if you know it's going to happen then and there why can't barry already be there mm. closer to those steps yeah always i've got to go faster <laughs> instead of maybe i can manipulate this situation like maybe fucking, i can start I hate... closer oh. instead of moving faster i'll just start yeah. closer Maybe I can start right where he's supposed to be yeah. standing and be like, whoa, sup, bitch, ruined your plan. Yeah, maybe I can start like... a fucking landmine where he's going to stand. Yeah, oh. yeah send, her, send her off on a nice ollie bob yeah. somewhere for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Te you know, take Wally with her so she's got a bit of protection just in case. Uh, and then fucking Savitar showdown times. Yeah. I don't care who Savitar is. I don't know if that's really bad no. but it's supposed to be this big massive twist barry and i were discussing it just and i was like do you know what i genuinely do not no like no. it could be barry himself from an alternate timeline mm. and i is would that be supposed surprised. to be a thing is that are we are we supposed to be wondering who he is oh that's it's supposed to be a massive twisty reveal we're supposed oh. to really okay. care. i wasn't getting that i mean <laughs> 
full confession now, I've I've given up on the Flash. I watched the the, the Gorilla City two parter and just went, okay, I'm done. I wanted to see the gorilla. You know, I've been moaning about it week after week this this season, and just I've just become that person who doesn't stop watching it, even though I'm not enjoying it. And I just thought, look, I'm going to have to draw a line on this because I don't like being the moany horse who just watches it every week and then complains about it. So I thought I'm going to jack it in. And then what happened was I found out they were introducing Gypsy, who I like from the comics. So I thought, oh, I'll give it one more episode then. And, and then they brought Gypsy in, and I wasn't too impressed with what they did with her, unfortunately. And then I thought, okay, that's me done. And then they said, oh, no, now we've got to bring him back Gorilla Grodd, and we're doing a Gorilla Grodd two-part. And I thought, oh, shit, I really like Gorilla Grodd. Okay, I'll stick around for, for two more. And the first one of those I really enjoyed. The second one I thought was kind of rubbish. So I thought, that's, okay, that's me definitely out now. I'm, I'm done. I'm calling it quits. So then I missed the next one, which... Apparently, it was a good idea because it sounded awful from what I've heard. I've heard from the people going, what the fuck was that about? And then it was the musical one. I thought, well, I'm going to have to come back for the musical one because I'm still watching Supergirl and I'm still mm. kind of enjoying Supergirl. So I'm going to have to watch the Flash musical episode as the continuity for Supergirl oh, continuity. That, that Supergirl thing is an absolute jip as well because nothing happens in her episode yeah. until like two seconds from the end. See, that's, that's and, then, and then all the resolution happens in Flash. Yeah. So if you're not watching Flash, you're absolutely fucked for that storyline. Yeah. It's Yeah, it's like, yeah, you can't call it a two-parter if part one is literally just a cliffhanger you introduce 30 seconds at yeah. the end. And they did it the same with the Don't big, big four-part crossover invasion storyline. Because, oh, yeah. It starts in Supergirl, and it doesn't. It literally is the last thirty seconds of the episode is which which happened in the next. I can't remember which order it was in, but whichever series was the next yeah, one Flash in that was, four parter. Yeah, and they recapped that anyway. Yeah. So oh, you did, and I just thought, no, it's not a two part story if it's just a cliffhanger. That's really just wanking off. So yeah, I think have we, have we eviscerated the Flash enough? No. I think so. I mean, the problem for me is I do find myself being that person who whinges about it every mm. week. But I think it's because I'm reluctant to let it go because I know how good it can yeah. be. Like, Series 1 of Flash, for me, was one of the best yeah. TV shows at all, let alone superhero mm. TV shows that I was watching when it was out. And it just seems to have gone into this like slow decline because this series, I hate everything to do with Flashpoint. They are not good yeah. at time travel stories. No. I, I hate the fact... I hate the fact that every episode starts with Barry saying he's the fastest man alive when every other fucker in it is faster than him. <laughs> <sighs> it drives me mad. It is, it's true. It's like Jessie's faster than... I, I tell you what, getting on to that as well. Jessie, I hate her storyline mm. because it seems like she's basically met Wally, what, twice? Mm. And decided that he's good enough to leave Earth 2 without a speedster mm. and give up her family and friends and essentially not even exist. Yeah on this planet for him, but didn't even think once about perhaps asking if he wanted to go to her Earth. Yeah. There's, there's some, there is, I mean, across all the all the DC shows, there's some very dodgy sexual politics that go on, and especially Flash has got a really dodgy track record of how it treats the female mm. characters. Um, and speaking of, Caitlin, this series, has been so dull, yeah. and I normally love her. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a positive of something that I've liked about this series and I'm really struggling. Um, 
what's the, what have I liked? Grant Gustin's face. Yeah, it is. What, what annoys me generally, I mean, I, I love the first season. I love the first half of the second season. Yeah. That seemed to really go in somewhere. And my theory is they had a whole different second half of that season planned out. Mm. And something happened, either the budget went tits up or something happened that they couldn't do it, finish it the way they planned because they were aiming towards a whole big different thing there. They were setting up the whole Earth 2 thing and then mm. in the second half it went off on a comp- it went off in about five different ways and just felt really kind of headless and directionless yeah. and it's never really recovered after that. And then since then they've kind of forgotten they're doing a series about a guy who can run fast. And they seem to think, like, oh, we're doing a, a, a story about a guy who can travel through time now. And it's all time yeah. travel stuff. And they're not, they're really not very good at doing time travel stuff no. at all. I mean, I know and... time travel's kind of hard anyway because of causality and consequences and all that kind of thing. But they're, they're not even consistent about it. Like yeah. sometimes when he, when he first travelled back in time in what, season one, he travelled back into his home body, like Quantum Leap style. And then since then, he doesn't. He just travels back as an extra person sort of thing. Well, this is another... Like, I have so many questions about time travel because I... I mean, I I realise it's not a concept I need to understand. (laughs) But, like, it needs to obey some sort of internal logic. And existing in the the same time space as Legends... Mm. Like, I haven't been watching Legends of Tomorrow for a while, but I caught an episode the Mm. other day because Rich still watches it. And they were, like, fucking about in the First World War. Yeah. With with Tolkien, yeah. uh, like Fannying running around with magic spears yeah. and like future flame guns yeah. and all this stuff, and I was like, all right, so I can hear Rich pulling the bins around the side of the air, so we're gonna have to rain this up really quick. Um, so I was thinking, right, so like that's fine, and that doesn't have any effect on society. But Barry does one thing mm. and saves his mom, and literally everyone is affected. Yeah. Like, Caitlin's like a pediatric optician or yeah. dentist or whatever she was now, and like it makes it. It makes no yeah. sense anyway, so The Flash has been really disappointing. Yeah. I'm giving it... I'm going to give it the first episode of the next season yeah. season to see if it gets good again. Yeah. And on, on that note, the hubby's a bit talking, so do you want to plug yourself before... I, I don't have to plug. I'm just on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter where I rant about random shit and I can't even remember my Twitter handle anymore. Uh, lovelylee underscore G. There you go. And you can follow me on Twitter at Stacey's Parlour. That's probably the best place to find me. And look out for the Southampton Superpod episode coming soon. Yay! Yay! Considering that was supposed to be a short <laughs> of 68 minutes, I'm going to hang up now. I love you. Okay, then. Bye-bye. All right. Zip, bam, zippity-flab. Zippity-lip-a-dack-a-doo-a-be-gum-bab. zip 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 zippity doo Skippity rip bip, a zipper doop a dab a loop a dick up a dee, dag a flip back a sample, be bomb beam. Zip up a dab a group up a bap a kitty like a tickle knock a muck a duck a dee. Zip that bam, sing a bam, a damn bram bam, jam jam, scam a lamb, a dab a bam bam bam. Sam a jam, a game a damn, a jam, a bam bam, a damp a damp boom, beam. Rub a ding up a galinga dig a bing bong, bing bong bing up a boom pa pa, a loop a pa, a rig a dag a boom, a lick up ski. Zip bop, zippity bop, a doop a zip top top, so zippity bop. Ooh bop bop, boom zippity dop, a doop a boom bop bop. Zippity zop, eat bop, a zippity zoo, a bip bop boop, a zippity zoo, or a beat doop, a bippity boo, bop boop bop boop bop, zippity doo, bop zippity bop bop, a doop bop bop, zippity bop boop a poop bop bop, po zippity doop, zippity dee, a zip bop boop bop, doopity dee, oh doopity 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 doop